Most of us know the rat race, but how do you define it? Maybe an endless routine of working for the private sector or even the government. You do the work while the government, bill collectors, and your boss cashes in. We usually refer to the rat race as something everyone is part of, while we also gab about it as something we despise. So why do you keep racing? Because people are dominated by fear of society's displeasure. For instance, evaluate the mantra, go to school, study hard, get a good job. This mantra is still taught today, even though it's obsolete. And this advice has been established by your parents' past beliefs. Back then, you were likely to start a career right out of the university, stay with the same company until retirement, get your watch, and even a cushy pension along the way. And today, there is no guaranteed recipe for a life unburdened by financial struggles and poverty. Let's get real. You can study hard, be accepted by a good school, and graduate into a high-paying position without seeing financial gain because you're stuck in the rat race. Your employer is getting rich from the value that you bring, not you. However, you still believe and follow these mantras out of fear of disobeying the expectations that have been set for you. The result? You may be dodging poverty, but are you not producing any wealth? I'm Kirby Ingalls, and you're listening to the True Success Podcast. My goal is to help you find true success by helping you live a rich and satisfying life, a life full of happiness and meaning, and becoming a pillar of your community. It's my hope to inspire you to begin creating a new narrative, revolutionizing the way we live, and creating a ripple effect that resonates with future generations. Everyone experiences two primary emotions, greed and fear concerning their money. You'll likely focus on the new things money buys if you have money. And if you don't have money, you worry about never having enough. People are clueless about handling finances and are prone to allowing these emotions to drive their decision-making process. For example, let's say you accepted a promotion and a nice pay increase. You can invest the additional capital into something like the stock market, which can earn you a fortune over time. Or just indulge yourself into some new purchases like a car or a house. If you're a financially uneducated individual, emotion will seize the wheel. 
The anxiety of losing cash is so potent that it stops you from investing in products or other assets due to perceived risk, even though these investments bring prosperity in the long run. At the same time, desire encourages you to devour your increased salary on a better lifestyle, such as purchasing a bigger home which appears a more natural and safer choice than buying shares in the market. Regardless, this upgrade results in a greater mortgage, elevated utility bills, which actually nullifies your raise. This is how fear and greed hamper the financial naive from becoming rich in the long run. How can you push back on these intense emotions. Grow your financial wisdom about assets, risk, and debt. You'll be in a better place to make sound decisions, even if greed and fear are tempting you. You might think it's enough to be gifted and competent. In fact, the planet is filled with these people and most are poor. They neglect financial intellect, a particular knack for financial topics like accounting, investing, etc. Unfortunately, you were raised without this education. School systems are designed to teach students various worthwhile subjects. Still, financial intellect is not one of those. Kids aren't familiarized with subjects like protecting and saving money and therefore are unaware of matters like compound interest as obviously evidenced today. Even high schoolers max out credit cards. The lack of financial training is a problem for educated adults who make wretched decisions with money. For instance, Politicians are commonly thought to be bright and well-educated. So let me ask you, why do nations end up in staggering federal debt? Most governing politicians have little or no financial intellect. Each person can be astonishingly destructive at handling their finances, seen as an absence of their retirement planning. In America, 50% of the workforce live without pensions. And of that, the remainder of those people, 75 to 80% of them, have inadequate pensions. As you can see, society is ill-prepared in terms of financial wisdom. It is up to you to educate yourself. When you pursue wealth during economic change, it is critical to chase a sound financial education. Begin this pilgrimage towards your personal wealth now. The earlier, the better. You are more likely to become wealthy if you start at 20 than you would if you started at 30. Regardless of the age, the best way to start is by praising your finances, establish goals, and cultivate the necessary education.
Take an honest look at your financial state. That new car that you want may not necessarily be affordable. Factor in your present job. The kind of earnings that you can realistically foresee and what expenses that you can can sustain over this time frame. Then, you'll be able to set realistic financial goals. You might decide that that car you want can be reached in five years rather than two to three. Now, start building your financial intelligence. Consider investing in the most significant asset that you have, your mind. You can do this in many ways, but you must change focus. Work for what you learn, not earn. What do I mean by that? Imagine that you are afraid of rejection. Try working for a network marketing company or sales company. You might not get a great salary, but you'll gain skills and self-confidence with which will serve you very well later on. Improve your financial understanding at the same time. Take classes, go to workshops, attend conferences, read books, seek out digital mentors or experts, listen to podcasts. There is such a wealth of knowledge out there. You have no excuse. And most of it's free. If you establish a financial foundation on these building blocks, you're likely to become wealthy. Insanity is doing the same thing continually and expecting different outcomes. If you're trying to change your financial condition, start managing your finances differently. Don't keep doing the same thing that your parents told you to do and the same thing they did because their parents told them to do that. The most significant shift that you need to make is taking risk. All financially successful people take risks successfully because they address their fears. Taking risk means that you are not consistently balanced and safe with money, which you're doing by putting cash into checking and savings account or buying savings bonds. Stop playing it safe. Invest your money in stocks or bonds. While these are riskier than standard bank accounts, stocks and bonds are much more likely to generate wealth. If this doesn't fit your style, other investments will help you grow your wealth in the long run, such as real estate and a tax lien certificate. Interest rates may vary between 8 and 30% on these tax lien certificates. There's always a slight chance that you could lose your investment with stocks. The higher the potential return, the more increased the risk is. And if you don't take the risk, you're not going to see any significant returns. Taking the bigger chances and managing significant risk is necessary to start making a loftier income. This journey to wealth is long and testing. It's easy to lose hope when you hit an obstacle, like seeing the price of a stock drop. To achieve your financial dreams, 
You're going to have to seek ways to motivate yourself, even when there are setbacks. You could boost your motivation by creating a list or writing on a note card of your wants and don't wants. For instance, I don't want to end up like my parents. Or maybe I want to be free of debt in five years. Pull out your list or your note cards whenever you need a reminder of why. You must preserve or persevere on this journey to wealth. To stay motivated, allow yourself to pay yourself before paying the bills. Consider This is considered counterintuitive. You'll see how much extra money you will need to fulfill your objectives. Fulfilling the future once, like buying that piano that you've had your eyes on for a while now, and meeting your immediate bills. Don't rack up credit card debt to do this. But do pay yourself first. Relieving the pressure of paying off bills will inspire you to find different ways, new ways, creative ways to make money to satisfy your desires. This method sharpens while developing your financial discipline. A trait of financially successful individuals. Maybe you need some external motivation. Explore the different stories of affluent people like Warren Buffett or Donald Trump. Hate him or like him. He's made millions, possibly billions. Reading how they overcame challenges to achieve victories will also help you keep pushing. Put all this into practice. And you will see staying motivated on the route to financial freedom isn't that difficult. After strengthening your financial brilliance, your personality pitfalls can be a threat to you and your capital. Laziness and egotism are ambushes because they can snare you in less than obvious forms. Your probably think laziness is reclining around and doing nothing. But laziness does not necessarily imply inactivity. It can be avoiding something that you should be doing. Imagine a businessman working 60 hours per week. To an outsider, he isn't lazy. By staying late most nights, he is alienating his family. He sees the indications of concern at home, but isn't addressing them. Instead, he conceals himself in his work. He is lazy because he's dodging what he should be doing and will suffer the results in the form of a costly divorce, placing an incredible burden upon his children and an extended family as well as friends. Arrogance can be devastating also. 
And contrary to the standard definition, arrogance is ignorance plus ego. A powerful combination of poor financial understanding and an ego that denies it. Brass is a scary flaw when you make investments. Even stockbrokers will feed your vein side to deal you more shares and maximize their commission. They're deceitful like used car salesmen who boost egos with an investment on all those positive things about this investment while trying to maintain your ignorance about the negatives. If you become a financially intellectual, you're going to have to keep your personality in check. This way, you are more likely to avoid financial doom. Understanding the distinction between assets and liabilities is required to ensure the firm investment decisions that you're going to make in the future. Quite simply, an asset is something that makes your money, while a liability costs you money. Clearly, it's more likely you'll become wealthy if you primarily invest in assets. These assets include businesses, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, income-generating real estate, IOU notes, royalties from intellectual property, and anything with a value that produces income, appreciates in value over time, and can be readily sold. And when investing in assets, your dollars work for you to create income, just as you do your employer. The more dollars you commit, the better off you'll be. See, the goal is to get your payment as high above your expenses as possible and then reinvest the additional income or dollars into your assets, making more dollars or more employees who do work for you. Unfortunately, investors mistake liabilities for assets. A house is often considered an asset, and it's actually a significant liability. Buying a home generally means working 30 years to pay off a mortgage. And let's not forget the annual property taxes as well, which most folks forget about until tax time comes in, or it's time to renew their tags on their vehicle. And I didn't mention that the upgrades that go along with this house, the utilities that you have to pay every month, the maintenance when something goes wrong, the landscaping, and much, 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 much more takes away from your income. It works against you in two ways. First, the enormous expenses are taken away from your pay every single month for 360 months. Second, you can have been invested in more lucrative assets such as stocks or rental properties, which are actually going to bring you additional revenue. And ensuring that you know what is clearly an asset and a liability means that you'll make more sound judgments about investing your cash in and what not to. Most people consider their profession and business to be one thing. There is a difference with personal finances. 
Your profession is what you do 40 hours per week to cover your bills, your living costs, and your personal lifestyle. That usually comes with a title such as vice president, director, manager, or whatever they call you. On the other hand, a business investment takes time, energy, and money and helps grow your assets. Because the profession covers your expenses, it will not make you wealthy. You must build a business while working in a job to become wealthy. Or what we might call a third shift entrepreneur. For example, many military members learn a skill while serving their country. And simultaneously, they go to school for that or another profession. What they're doing is they're building experience, learning a trade, and also obtaining the educational requirements for the future. They learn the tricks of the trade. Although serving in the military does not provide enough money to pay rent, feed a family, and grow one's wealth, many members of the military decide to invest in real estate. It's extremely popular. So whatever extra money they have coming in each month, they buy income-producing assets, such as rental properties, so they can rent to tenants after they move to another military base in two to three years. And they do that with every time they go to another place. And then over a career of 10 to 20 years, they're racking up four or five rental property assets. Now consider a car salesman who invests excess money into the stock market when they sell a new car and earn commission. In both circumstances, the professions provide enough income to survive each month. However, they put the extra income into their businesses and grow their assets, making leaps and bounds towards wealth accumulation. My profession funded my business initially. So keep your day job until you start your business and replace your day job income with the income you're making at night. When this happens, your assets become your primary source of income, not your profession. And then you are now on your way to achieving financial freedom. Everyone knows that taxes can take away from your wealth. But most don't bother to understand how to minimize taxes. There are many ways to legally remove the grubby hands off of your money. Try to reduce tax by investing money through a coverage or a corporation. If you invest through one of your own the cash that you make is taxed more leniently than if you invested it in your own name. In America, corporations come with benefits. Place debts and liabilities in the corporation's name, not yours, which are going to limit your losses on those investments gone wrong. Now, you can earn, get taxed, and live on what's left as a business employee of your own corporation. When you're protected by the corporation, you make, invest, or spend as much as possible 
and then get taxed on what's remaining. Corporations can help people get rich quick. Another way to minimize taxes is by educating yourself on the loopholes and benefits of the tax system. Suppose you sell a current real estate asset to buy a more expensive one. And in this case, Uncle Sam delays taxing the new real estate until you liquidate that property. What this means is that the capital gains increase while the government stops picking your pockets until later when you sell that. Being aware of how the system works in your country may may legally reduce and sometimes how much of your personal wealth the government claims. Thanks for listening to the True Success Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on Overcast. Because we're not trained in financial intelligence growing up, it's up to you to develop this knowledge. You will only become wealthy or financially independent When you have a solid financial IQ and a healthy enterprising mindset to support it. What you invest in brings you victory because you are the most critical asset in your financial situation. And if you want to see results, you need to start now. Although this episode lays out the path to financial freedom and wealth, your desires can only be reached if you start now. Decide who the financial industry experts you want to follow. This means finding the best books in your area of interest. You can always message or email me for some recommendations and staying informed will keep you floating and give you a better understanding of your economics. Throughout this episode... One of the main points is to ensure that you have more income than expenses. The only way is to keep an eye on your money. Make a spreadsheet to track your monthly expenses, your income, your assets, and your liabilities. Chart your income. This includes any cash that you receive and compares it with your expenses. I'm talking about bills, rent, lifestyle expenses, and taxes taken out of each paycheck, as well as any other costs you incur. Use a program like Sheets, Excel, Numbers, or even an app such as Every Dollar from Ramsey Solutions to create that monthly budget that you can update. Start keeping track of how much your current assets generate each month as well as the liabilities tripping or I'm sorry stripping away at your progress this helps you visualize what you can cut out of your life and begin widening the gap between your income and your expenses and that's a positive thing the greater the gap the faster your wealth will grow
network with those who are doing what you desire as my last takeaway here. By networking with the people who are already doing what you want to do and you're interested in doing, you can form those viable relationships that will benefit you in the long run. Folks, be truthful about your intentions and willing to be mentored. Chances are most experts are glad to give you a leg up. But you need to find that local tax person who knows about tax lien certificates, for example. Maybe it's stocks. You need to find a stock person. Maybe it's a financial advisor or some sort. Never eat lunch alone. Take them out. It's your treat. It's a great investment. Make sure they know what you want to do, and that's to learn You're not there just to ask for help getting rich. Now it's up to you to put all this information into action. Please check out the links in the show notes. Download a copy of the transcript and smash that subscribe button. Leave a comment or review on your favorite podcast platform. Now go out and carry this story forward. My name is Kirby Ingalls. I appreciate you listening to this episode. Honor your service to others and love the impact that you are creating. You've been listening to the True Success Podcast. I'll see you next time.